0: There's joy in every journey.
1: Tomlin, among other things today, said that he believes the offensive coordinator is going to come from outside the organization. He also said that there will be a competition for the quarterback spot with Kenny Pickett. I think they want to bring Mason Rudolph back, who's a free agent. He played really well down the stretch, and then let him and Pickett duke it out, just based on listening to the presser uh, from earlier today. Maybe they would compete in training camp in Latrobe, but I think what they really would prefer, Pickett's going into a critical, got-to-have-it season, Their offense ascended as the year went on after he got hurt. Maybe Rudolph outplayed him. Perhaps it was just that they started to move on from life without Matt Canada and actually started doing some better things. But they're going to bring in an OC from outside the building. Is that a possible fit for Biennemi? That's kind of an area I've targeted for him. The only question I have is, when I think Steelers, I think running the football. And that's antiquated and probably not fair because Ben Roethlisberger had seasons where he was slinging it was around slinging it all over the yard, 500 yeah. times for 5,000 yards or whatever. And and that was with Mike Tomlin there. But I would like to think that enemy would get an interview there for sure and get an opportunity to at least talk to Tomlin. Those guys have a bit of a relationship. I'm penciling that in as one of the potential destinations. But what's going to happen for enemy here? He's getting no run at all from head coaching candidates, or, or should say interviews like, yeah. as, a, as a candidate in these vacancies. There's nobody talking to him at this point. It seems like this season really backfired on him.
2: Yeah, so I was wrong. I thought because of the dearth of uh, offensive minds in this cycle that he might get more looks simply because of that, right? Simply because that's what people want. They want a uh, a leader of men type, which you would say that he is, plus – a guy with some offensive experience, to be in charge of your building. There aren't that many offensive candidates right now at the top of people's lists, so I thought maybe that might just be because that's where the league is going. He might get a look that way, sort of through the back door, so to speak, but there isn't much interest right now.
1: This is two straight off-seasons where he won't get a single interview. After he was the hot guy for a few years. Mm-hmm. Remember when you thought you were the hot dad, but you weren't?
2: Yep. I he, mean, that's months, by the way, of thinking that.
1: He actually was the hot candidate. He really was. candidate. And he was right about it. He's like, I think I'm the hot candidate. And pretty much for, I don't know, every year for the better part of three or four years in a row, he would get somewhere between like three, four. There was an offseason, yeah. I think, where he got five interviews where he was basically Ben Johnson. He never got those jobs. And this is why, I think, not that he chose to stay and turn down a job. Johnson did last year. But this is why you got to be careful about that, I think. Because it, it the pendulum can swing on you. Yep. A little bit like Bobby Slowick right now. Everyone's looking at his work with Houston and CJ Stroud, and he's this ascending star who's this masterful football mind. Maybe he's a savant. If the Texans crash back down to earth in their second year next season with D'Amico Ryan's and Stroud has a sophomore slump or something, and their offense isn't as good, doesn't mean Slowick wouldn't get a job. But he might be viewed a little bit differently in the cycle.
2: Well, you go from up-and-comer where there's mystery. I'm telling you, the, the unknown is, is so powerful when it comes to the NFL, when it comes to hiring a coach or, or whatever. When we've got a known quantity, a sample is going to be mixed for anybody. right? That happens. When you're around long enough, you have bad. You have bad games. Dan Quinn, who we were just talking to Sean Sharif about, went from genius defensive coordinator for, I don't know what, 30-some games terrible one his latest sample so now people want to run out of town that's what happens in this league of reaction so eric benamy's not that young anymore he's he'll be 55 this season you go from intriguing upside hothead coaching candidate the the narrative can shift like this as ba- a bad sample happens let's say for the sake of argument next year god forbid cj stroud slips on some ice uh and can't play for for 8 9 weeks and it's backup quarterback billy and you know a couple of things regress and all of a sudden Houston isn't as good is he thought of the same way Maybe, maybe not. It's one of those things where the, the 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 all the gears have to line up. The timing has to be right. And it's one of those very fortuitous things. And the, the organization that is hiring you a lot of times has to be willing to to take a risk that wasn't there before. Again, I, I always point to McVay with the Rams where they're probably going, yeah, it's a year too early. If he gets on that plane and goes somewhere else, someone's going to take that chance. And you, you'll have missed out. Totally. Boom, he gets the gig.
1: OC jobs right now, top of my head. The Bears is is very marketable. That's open. They kept Matt Eberflus. Although, here's the problem with that one. You're kind of taking a gig with a head coach who's on a fairly warm seat. Yeah. I mean, this, to say it differently, that guy needs to win this coming year or he's fired. It's what Biennium just did here. How did it work out for him? Mm-hmm. I don't think he had another option, certainly not a better option. So, what happened was he had Washington as the last team that didn't have an O.C., uh, filled, He wanted to be a, a play caller, and he took that opportunity, but he knew he was entering into a situation with Ron Rivera where there was a chance Rivera was going to get fired and you'd be between a rock and a hard place, and that's kind of what's happened. So the Eberflus Chicago situation is similar. New Orleans is not that different either. I mean, the Saints have an OC opening. Is Dennis Allen on, on solid footing? Mickey Loomis did a press conference yesterday, their GM. Have you ever seen him talk, by the way? Mickey Loomis? Yeah. Yeah. He did a press conference yesterday while he was chewing gum, and it was the most over-the-top gum-chewing into the microphone that I've ever heard. Yeah,
2: it's a Kim versus Pete Carroll and a gum-off.
1: It sounded like this yesterday. It was, it was unbelievable. He was like, Dennis Allen can do this, guys. Look, it's 7-9, and 8-8, 8-8. Eight eight, eight, eight. You ever seen uh, Bill Belichick's first three years? <laughs> like, that's literally— uh, yeah. I don't know if you guys are as bothered as I am by, like, loud gum-chewing.
2: It's just a pet Let, dude, peeve of mine. Loud chewing. Directly into the microphone. Loud chewing. I, I can't. I, loud chewing and while we're at it, slurping. You know, like if somebody's got hot soup or like cereal, I, I got to leave the room. Do, I can't handle it. Do they
1: have a PR director?
2: Like Someone's
1: got to say, hey, Mickey, get that gum out of your mouth, man. We're
2: about to do a press conference. Do you imagine at that argument, by the way? Some little junior PR staff was like, <laughs> ah, Mr. Loomis, would you mind expectorating your gum? <laughs> Did you get rid of it before you go on stage? Backhand slap. I'm going to be chewing my gum.
1: (laughs) I just wonder what the interest is right now in Biennium. He can sell maybe, look what I did with Sam Howell for the first part of the season. Now the retort to that might be, what about the second part of the season? (laughs) That's not going to go very well. Um, But maybe he'll say, look, he was a fifth-round pick. He wasn't prepared. We did some good things with him. I guess you could just point to Kansas City. Maybe you just pretend like this season never happened. Because they'll say, why did Terry McLaurin only average 11 yards a catch? Why did Jahan Dotson take a step back after being a first-round pick? So maybe you just point to, I won Super Bowls with Andy Reid. I know how the Chiefs run their operation. And I
2: went to the reverse car wash, and I, too, am dirtier than when I got there, like every other coach that's ever done it. You know what I mean? Like, nobody's had success there. I didn't have success there, too. You want to hold that against me? Fine.
1: If you're him, Steelers, Kenny Pickett, Saints, Derek Carr, coach that might be fired, and... Chicago, Eberflus, probably Caleb Williams, coach that might be fired, and doing the bit again mm-hmm. where you are calling plays for a brand new quarterback you're having to break in, which job would you most want? Ta- I, don't, I don't think he's in a situation where he, he gets to choose, but I'm just hypothetically If, if
2: you could, Pittsburgh. Uh, a, because Tomlin's great. The other guys are not. That's yes. number one. Number two – There are a couple receivers there that are good. We forgot that they're good because Matt Canada stinks and they couldn't really throw the ball. But you give me a starter could have Deontay Johnson, who's a year removed from 1,200 yards, and George Pickens, who is 1,100-yard receiver this year. That's a pretty good tandem. That's a good starting point for me.
1: And they got a good backfield. Davenport was a first-round pick. uh, And I should say um, Harris. You did the Danny Uh, bet. Yes, I did. Najee
2: Davenport, I'm sure. Najee Davenport. I was like, does he mean Najee Davenport?
1: Uh, he's not on the Steelers any no. at this point. I no, don't he's believe. not. Uh, Najee Harris was a first-round pick who's fine, and Jalen Warren is a better. Than Good little Anthony. versatile back, yeah. I think he could do a little bit of everything. So, no, the weapons are there. There's more continuity. You got a head coach that you you don't have to worry about getting fired. I, I'd, I'd like to see him land there. I think that could be interesting. Um, another one is the Cleveland Browns. Cleveland Browns have an OC opening. Deshaun Watson will be their starter next year. I think he has stunk for the most part. Flacco's been better than him. Uh, you name it, Browns, P.J. Walker at times was better than him, <laughs> but you would go work with if you believe in Deshaun Watson. Uh, maybe Nick Chubb comes back. Maybe he doesn't. I'm not really sure. They've got some weapons, including Amari Cooper. That opening is out there. I just wonder the flip side, like how much interest there is. Where does he rank among mm-hmm. OC candidates? And and is there going to be a stench from this season? How much there might he, be. Did he hurt himself this year? I, I think
2: it's maybe more substantial than we initially thought going into this and kind of even during, right, while it was happening. Because, again, he's not getting mentioned for anything. Well, I think the carousel stops, and then it's like, okay, we can't find anybody. Open up the Brian Schottenheimer tier of offensive coordinators, and that's where he might be. But to be fair, like, it was a different story with eight games left.
1: In other words, if, that's if, kind if, of my if point. the season ended in week 10, I think he's getting interviews. And he might even get a head coach interview. Mm-hmm. The rest of the season happened when they started playing the good defenses. Yep. starting getting shoved on constantly. And I think that's probably what the, that lasting memory and that taste in everybody's mouth is. God, that was a bad offense the last several weeks. And then you dig into some of the numbers and you go, Wait, what happened to these guys at wide receiver?
0: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what?